The Bible Study Podcast, episode 340. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the Gospel of John with chapter 14. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We got as far as John 14 last week, talking again, this is probably the third episode that we've done based on the Last Supper. John spends quite a lot of time talking about this last time that Jesus gets to talk to his disciples before his crucifixion, and he covers a number of important things. Continuing on, starting in verse 15, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you, and will be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. Before long the world will not see me any more, but you will see me." Because I live, you also will live. On that day you will realize that I am in the Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Now, this probably makes more sense to us than it did to the disciples who, despite the fact that Jesus has been telling them he's going to be crucified, despite the fact that he's telling them that he's going to be betrayed, that he's going to be betrayed soon, and that he's going to die, they still haven't quite gotten that message yet. You may recall Peter saying, it's not going to happen, and I'm never going to deny you. And this language that he is using about sending someone else, the spirit of truth that we now call the Holy Spirit, is going to be a little weird to them because they're still grappling with this whole thing of Jesus going away. But what he's saying is that the presence of God will continue to be not just with us as Jesus was, but indwelling in us. And part of the reason that that hasn't happened up until now is that God cannot dwell with sin. And so Jesus had to deal with that situation that we found ourselves in of being full of sin. Someone had to pay the price for that sin to restore that relationship before that could be that indwelling presence of God. And so it's good for us that all of this is going to happen. So he says, I'm leaving, but I'm not leaving you as orphans. And then there's a lot of I and you and you and me and and I and the Father and such that makes more sense again to us when we talk about that indwelling Holy Spirit. Jesus will breathe on them and say, receive the Holy Spirit, but then they will also be manifest on Pentecost and not that many days from now. Goes on, then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, but Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. Now, this is a good question. Why doesn't Jesus just go outside and display the power that we believe that he has, that he has shown on occasion, and just convince people? Now, remember that this isn't the first time this idea has come up. This was the devil's idea, too. But Jesus is instead focusing on God's plan, and God's plan instead is the cross. But in this case, he says, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. 
Notice that's the second time he said that in this just in today's lesson. He started verse 15, if you love me, keep my commands. Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. And we talk a lot about in the Christian church, especially the tradition I grew up in, about the grace of God, about the unwarranted favor of God. But there is a response required, and that's what Jesus is saying, is the response for all of what he is about to do, the appropriate response is love. And a response that says, because I love you, I want to please you. And that's really, when he says obey, just think about it that way. If you were to, can you imagine getting married to someone and say, I really, really love you, but I don't care if you're happy. I don't care if you like my behavior. I don't care if I please you. Well, if you had a friend who told you that they had that kind of love, you'd tell them not to get married. You'd tell them they don't really love that person. If you really loved that person, you would want them to be happy. You would want to please them. So what Jesus is saying is not unreasonable, that love is demonstrated in response. That how we respond to God is we respond by obedience. We respond by trying to please God. My Father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. Remember the promise of Jesus was and still is God with us, Emmanuel. This isn't a gospel that is talking about a set of rules. Again, don't let that obey my teaching get you thinking about this as a law or regulations, but again, as a relationship. He's talking about love, and he's talking about a relationship and making a home together, where Christ, where God is a, is a part of the home that we create. And it goes on, all this I have spoken while still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. What a wonderful night to get that sort of blessing from Jesus because the rest of this night will be filled with trouble. The next day and a few days after will be filled with heartache. And yet Jesus is talking about a peace that doesn't rely on circumstances. Jesus is talking about a peace that, as it says elsewhere in scriptures, is beyond our understanding. And at this moment, as they're about to face that, he looks at them and says, I'm going away, but I'm not leaving you. And the Holy Spirit will be with you and will remind you of everything. But more than that, I'm giving you peace. Don't be troubled and don't be afraid. That Jesus could even ask on this night of all nights for them not to be troubled and them not to be afraid speaks to a different kind of peace, speaks to a peace that is grounded in that indwelling presence of God, that is grounded in that relationship with God. When I was in college at one time, I was living in the rectory of a church I was going to. I was going to an Episcopal church for a while. And and it was in a it was in a rougher part of town. This is in Troy, New York, uh, not an upscale town. And there was definitely some fear in terms of walking the streets. You know, I wasn't terribly afraid. I'm I'm six three, but I always thought I had two roommates one of which was an all-state Greco-Roman wrestler from the state of Pennsylvania, 
a big guy, a strong guy. And the other one was, again, about my size, except maybe a few more pounds on me. And I found out how strong he was one time when he threw me on his shoulders, and I'm not a small guy, and ran upstairs with me. And I always thought if I ever had trouble, if I ever get in trouble in the streets, what I'd want is those two guys who are my roommates to show up behind me. How much more so is it better to know that God has our back? That the God of creation loves us that the God of creation sent his son to die in our place. And that no matter what we go through, he is there with us. That is the kind of peace that he is talking about, is that assurance that in all things, God walks with us. And to finish up for this week, you heard me say, I am going away and I am coming back to you. If you loved me, you would be glad that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. I will not say much more to you, for the prince of this world is coming. He has no hold over me, but he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father and do exactly what my Father has commanded me. Come now, let us leave. And with that, he walks to Gethsemane and to be betrayed and to be arrested. But he does that, he's saying, and I'm telling you this, he says, so that you know that I am doing that intentionally, and I'm doing that because the Father wants me to, and I'm doing that because as I just told you, love is expressed in obedience. Jesus goes to the cross because of love, and that's all he asks for us, is that we live that kind of sacrificial love in our lives. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. Or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. I don't mention it very often. There's also an iPhone app for the Bible Study Podcast. If that is an easier way for you to get these episodes, check that out in the App Store. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Is life feeling chaotic? I get it. I'm Rachel Wojo, host of the Untangling Life podcast. Don't miss the passionate encouragement and faith-based resources you need to help you clear your head and calm your heart. As Shell says, it feels like Rachel always knows what I need to hear. She keeps it real and is so humble. Her podcast is just the cherry on top. Enjoy Untangling Life with Rachel Wojo on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast app now.